Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. Und meine Nummer ist Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons, Space, Paws, Ampersand, and Dragons. <laughs> you even lured me in then. Wee. I did. Yeah, you're welcome. And welcome back after a little bit of a festive break. Boy, it feels good to be back behind the microphone. It really does. Um, first of all, obviously, uh, before I go on, use the uh, do the usual social media stuff. Thanks for everyone that's made the leap over to Buzzsprout with us. <clears throat> that's what. Uh, that's where we're hosting the show. They've got this new website for us. If you save it to your homepage on your phone, it's kind of like you have a starter set app. You can find all the shows there. It's not going to change how you listen to the show. We're still not on Google Play. <laughs> We're still everywhere that you want to find um, your podcast. And thanks to everyone that listened to our first show of the year, which was Campaign Chronicles 7, Quid Pro Quo. There will be more of those coming this year. Yeah, that will carry on. Cool. Do you want to tell the people where they can find us in the social places? Oh yeah, that. Um, yep, Starter Set Show <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Starter Set Podcast on Instagram. And by the way, if you're going to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, you will now be able to hear little excerpts of the show. Eduardo, Enchanter's Corner, my friend. We're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, lovely. Enchanter's Corner. So, as I'm sure many of you know, this is the point where we make a magical item for a specific class this week oh i'm warlocked baby go back to episode uh what is it i just checked episode 15, 15. that's it to look at warlocks three two one and you're back that's everything you need to know about warlocks eduardo do you want to uh, do you want to draw first blood or is it my turn uh i don't mind hey mm-hmm. man my name's Ed Sylvester. I do this all the time. Let's go first. So. Hit me. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, Sam. Uh, this one, it, it stumped me somewhat. Um, I was walking down the street, just minding my own business, and I was like, man, what magical item am I going to make for Warlocks? I don't know. I went training with Nocan. He sort of tried to help me out, but ultimately he has zero creativity in his body. He's <laughs> literally just a six-foot man made of muscles and uh, tendons, as most men are. Um, mm-hmm. And then, right, I'm on the way back from the barbarian training, and I'm like, Jesus. Of course. I would, do you know what, for, for an idea, I would sell a part of my soul, and pff, into, Uh-oh. yeah, exactly, into existence in front of me, a flyer, right? A flyer, as in sort of a small piece of paper with information, just apparates in front of me right little little purple flames mm-hmm. around this um and uh-huh. upon said fly i've got it here okay hang on just put it right there we go so i've got it here um mm-hmm. let me read it to you have you recently been in an accident sold your soul to a fiendish fiend pick up an ancient relic and bound your life force to a fey lord Find yourself in a bind with an insa- in, uh, indescribable tentacled ancient one. Then Bulgus Bravanoid is the devil for you, with millennia of experience in finding out the wiggle room from your pact contract. Bulgus can and will win your soul back for you. All Bulgus asks is for a small portion of your newfound freedom on a no-win, high-fee basis. 
So I like this. I've missed you. So, I've missed this show. I've missed this madness. This chaos that we create and package to people. Hit me. Go on, Bulgus. So with Bulgus Bravanoid, your case is in reasonably safe hands as he has won more cases than lost with a win rate of 100% and you can be his first client. For true freedom, <laughs> just sell your soul to the right devil guy. Bulgus Bravanoid. Terms and conditions written in physical imp still definitely apply. Right. <laughs> okay. So if I, Sell me the idea behind Bulgur. I find this flyer, right? And I and I and I uh, go to the butchers because it requires at the bottom it says here uh, requires two pints of fresh sheep's blood and a, a tabernacle. Now I don't know what a tabernacle mm -hmm. is, so I just got three pints of sheep's blood and hoped that that would be uh, fine. Turns out, yeah, Bulgus turns up, right? And he gives me this scroll. So <clears throat> this is a magical scroll. Um, and basically you can use it for an action, okay? And mm -hmm. for a minute after you get plus five on all of your charisma checks when dealing with your patron. Now. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Oh, that's, hmm. Okay. Now, if. Soul. Yeah, well, th that, so that's part one, okay? Now, Bulgus Bravanoid is obviously a demonic lawyer. And all demonic lawyers know that a case is built upon evidence. So if you have evidence, and I'm air quoting there, um, your bonus to your checks are actually increased to a plus 10. Okay? Shit, okay. Now, as we all know, devils themselves, tricky individuals, uh, by basically engaging in the contractual agreement with Bulgus Bravanoid and using his uh, knowledge and wit and everything uh, to converse with your patron, um, he does take his toll, okay? That would be a favour from the user. Previously undisclosed favour. Oh dear, okay. Now that is binding. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that yeah. is a binding part of this contract. So, you're ultimately exchanging one part of one thing for something else in the future. Oh. Right, okay. Yeah, and that just and that obviously that just appeared in front of me in the street. How lucky. Well, or not as the case might be. I know. Well, I was like, I was looking for uh, divine inspiration mm -hmm. and turns out I get uh, fiendish inspiration instead. It's happened to every single one of us. Which still counts. It still counts. It's still from beyond the grave. Not beyond the grave. Beyond the heavens? Realms? Something. Uh, beyond this, beyond mortal, this coil. mortal coil. That's the one. Someone wrote that, but he's dead now, so we'll have that. <laughs> That's how copyright works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, C.S. Lewis. I own that fucking line now, boy. <laughs> uh, so that is that is my magical item, right? It's a magical scroll that allows you to summon Bulgus Bravanoid. Um, do you know what? I like it. It's, it's fiendishly useful, but it will also kick you up the arse, which I think it's not dissimilar to this show, to be quite honest. I really enjoy, I really like that. I think there's a lot you could do with that. Obviously, you can have to talk with your DM, I guess, a little bit about yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, but no, I really like that. I mean, that. The, great, the great thing... 
the great thing with D&D is if a magic item is going to be placed in front of you, it's placed in front of you because your DM has placed that in front of you. So the D the DM is ready for you to basically come along and fuck with their shit. Yeah. It's it's the equivalent of chasing cars. What the song? Not oh, the song. No, I see what you mean. The yeah, got it. not the yeah. song. No, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. no, not the song. Actually chasing uh, cars. Actually chasing cars. That's what it is mm -hmm. for a DM. Yeah, I get you what know. You you're bored. You're like, ah, I know where this story's going. This is too easy. I'm gonna go to sleep. I can DM in my sleep. That's what I can do. Boom! Here comes a magical scroll that has a lawyer in it, and he'll mess with everything, or just specifically the war, the warlock character. But you know, hey. There we are. <laughs> Sam! Yes. What have you got, baby? Alright, mine's a bit more traditional. So I haven't gone for the, 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 not novelty element, but novelty element that Ed's gone for. This is the story of the Gemini Gauntlet. Ooh, is there a clue in the name? Yes. Anyway. So. <clears throat> there are stories. Many and varied, I assure you about the Gemini Gauntlet. Sorry, I'm morphing into Superhands from Peep Shot there. The first writings tell of an ancient metal forged in the fire of creation that had magical properties above and beyond powers wielded even by the most skilled of warlocks. The Gemini Gauntlet gave one normal person power that would rival a god's, according to a loose translation. The gauntlet was long coveted, but believed by many to be a myth as reports of items that matched the ancient artefacts descriptions often appeared at totally separate parts of the world, albeit several years apart. So as centuries passed, the rumours would not pass, excellent bit of writing there from Sam, until Ignatius the Mad King sent his large army to the lost shrine of the Great Old One that had been discovered a year or so before. The army took another year to find the shrine, and when they did, they discovered two very interesting things. Firstly, they did indeed discover a large metal gauntlet matching the descriptions from folklore. However, on closer inspection, the gauntlet was just that, a gauntlet with no obvious magical properties at all. The second discovery was a bit more exciting. It was a map scrawled on parchment and stuffed into the eye socket of a long dead dungeon diver that had perished in the shrine's many traps years before. The hastily scrawled map referred to the Old Forge, buried deep in the mountains several thousands of miles away. The soldiers stole the gauntlet and the map and travelled south for another year and a half, enough time for the Mad King Ignatius to be deposed back home. Word reached the soldiers as they trekked the forge, and an uneasy alliance was made between those loyal to the deposed king and everyone else. The soldiers made their way into the forge, going deeper and deeper into the snowy mountains, several miles underground. After another five days, it's a big mountain, isn't it? Another five days exploring, they arrived at the heart of the forge to find a shocking discovery. Dum, 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 dum. There were two Gemini gauntlets, but confusingly, they both seemed to be crafted to fit a left hand. The soldiers, tired and hungry after nearly two years of constant travelling, turned on each other in an instant. In a struggle, one gauntlet ended up in the possession of Abacus, the Mad King's out-of-favour warlock, <clears throat> while the other was snatched by a human foot soldier. As the fight enraged, Abacus found himself cornered by a small crowd of soldiers, long jealous of his magical abilities. Snarling at their treachery, Abacus raised his right hand, wearing the gauntlet, remember that, Casting Eldritch Blast. 
but nothing happened. Instead, there was a deafening bang, followed by a series of screams from a room deeper in the mountain. The mountain oh, I like groaned. it. There you go, mate. The mountain groaned ominously, and another uneasy alliance was set to make sure everyone could get out alive. As they escaped, Abacus found the human foot soldier smoking and trembling in fear, still wearing the second Gemini gauntlet. It appeared that they were a pair after all. Gemini, innit? Clues in the name. There's the clue there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. I love so, it. I love the idea of just putting it in a room and walking away and then just blasting the room with stuff as it... Oh, I like it, Sam. All right, so here's how it works. <clears throat> because it's me and obviously, you know, it's, it's going to work a bit silly. So basically, uh, if you're a warlock you can wear one of the gauntlets and give the other to a party member. And then once a day, you can cast a spell, any spell you have to hand, but it can be wielded by another player. So if you're in combat and your mate's about to get killed, you say, I whack the gauntlet on as your action, I attack, but then your dude, I don't know, 50 feet away, can kill the thing about to kill him using mm. your attack. Yeah, I like it. You now you a obviously bit of a shift you, you, over. Yeah, you have to be able to see them, uh, and it counts as an action, not an attack by yourself. You can cast a spell out of the twin glove and then attack. So you can boom, that comes out the glove, and then you can attack yourself. You can attack and defend yourself or whatever you got to do. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, do your bonus or whatever. Uh, but it still counts as you using the spell. So it's it's in every way, shape, or form other than. You cast a spell. You cast a spell, if you know what I mean. So yeah, you're casting you, it, a spell, but from a different location, ultimately. Yeah, so if it's a one-use spell, you can only use it for you. You can't use it for you using the gauntlet and then yourself without the gauntlet. But, uh, yeah, that's the Gemini gauntlet. Nice. I like it. It's got a, it's got a real um, sling ring vibe. I didn't actually think of that. I was, you know what I mean? Where they... Look- yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah, no, I do. Get, I, yeah, I was imagining where it where you throw like, something through the sling ring and then open it up the other way. Oh, like a portal gun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of vibe in it. I like it a lot. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, that's another couple. Yeah, put them on the shelf. Also, make a shelf and then and then and then put them on it yeah. with the rest of the items that we've made. <laughs> these are all we've obviously all physically crafted these. Obviously. I don't think our listeners. I don't think our listeners are aware of that. Every single one of these guys, uh, we have painstakingly uh, made, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so and they're they're available for for auction, um, and you yet yeah, we're auctioning them off, and this is to send no can back home. Oh dear, have things got? Oh dear, things got a little bit. Do you know what? <laughs> the best thing that I like about your story there. <laughs> Go on is Abacus knew when it really counted. Yeah, he's a warlock. He knows what the fuck's up. <laughs> because because he's an Abacus oh. and he knows when it counted. It. <laughs> You've done me there. You've made me look a right fool. I, had to, I thought you were just making some sort of half-assed point about the character. I was like, yeah, he's sure, man. Whatever you want to hear, he's a warlock. Yeah, he fucking knows something. You were like, no, no, no. It's a shit pun. 
you fucking idiot. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's go to uh, our favourite segment of the show. Is it? Well, they're all my favourite. Yeah, they're all my favourite segments of the show. Uh, training talks. Oh, yeah. Sammy boy, what have you been learning mm-hmm. this week? Or, actually, well, sorry, because it's been a little while. We've, we've had a few weeks out, haven't we? So, uh, thanks to the Christmas period, you've had some extra time. What have you done with your I extra have. time, Sam? Well, what have I, what, well, you would think with more... With more time, what I'm about to say would have more of a comedic payoff. You would be wrong, however. Um, me and Sneaky Sneaky by Beaky have been... Our relationship's thawed. We've got better. I've untied him. Um, that that uh, tabaxi that I was trying... What was his name? Lenny Klovitz. There we go. Yep. Um, we're on the level now. Um, what Sneaky's been doing is teaching me phrases to throw off an opponent. So if someone's coming for you and oh, you don't have time to reach for your weapon, you say these phrases and it just confuses them. So if someone um, someone pulls a knife or, or, or a club, because that's funnier, uh, if someone pulls a club on you, goes to hit you and you don't have time to go, you just go, uh, there's fucking crickets in my pants. And it's like, what? And then you pull out your knife, jab it in his ribs. Done. <laughs> or, so the art or, of bardic misdirection is what we're talking about here. Yes, yeah, someone creeps up behind you and he's strangling you and you're like... Oh, oh, and you turn to face him and you go, there's a picture of a toilet in my mother's shoes. And he's like, oh, what? And you bang, do him. Yeah. I mean, that is how many street fights are won. <laughs> I'll outsmart my attacker. You, you. I mean, you do MMA, don't you? You've, you've, or, or follow MMA. I've, I'm, I've heard that they do that in the octagon. Yeah, I think uh, Conor McGregor's planning to do that next weekend, isn't he? Cowboy will come for him, and he'll go. There are twelve candles on a small boy's head, and he'll be like, "What?" And he'll be like, "Bang, done, knockout." Exactly, and that, that is the reason why, uh, why most MMA fighters actually take up creative writing classes. That's that's a yeah common misconception. Yeah, but uh, no, that is why they do. Yeah, start a set, bringing you 100% honest facts every single time. You can take that to the bank, but not to court. Anyway, so yeah, that's what me and Bo- that's yeah, what me and Bo Beef have been up to. Um, him and Lenny that are getting great, on. Man. I I wish I had more bedrooms in my house because we're all in the same bed at the minute, and it's you know Ooh. that beak must be a little bit pointy. Well, we we top and tail, so I've got like. To my left, I've got a very furry set of paws, and to my yeah. right, I've got a very scaly set of claws. Claws. Which, I mean, that's a rhyme there as well. You can tell you've been hanging out with bards. <laughs> exactly. Um, moreover, what have you been doing with Nocan? Did you say you wanted to send him home? Is that some horrific racial sentiment, or is he just getting on your nerves? No, it's it's a bit of a combo. So obviously, with the festive season um, passing, it can be quite a lonely time of year. And um, turns mm-hmm. out, uh, in No Can's world, they also have a festive celebration, um, which is mu- mm-hmm. most reflective of our Valentine's ge- uh, Valentine's Day, right? So okay. it's it's not so much a gift giving festival, more of a um, how's the best way to describe it? A celebration of physical intimacy within the tribe. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So you can so he's missing, you know, 
his fellow tribes people um they're a very open they're an open society right so so uh, all love is free love and it's all great but obviously if he's getting in that sort of mood and i'm you know it's a lot of the time it's just me and him um I, i'm married so i have to kind of I, i've got to be like no can uh, no and he's just no can do me yeah exactly exactly and i can see i can Bart. see he respects it you know he's like yeah that's all right fair enough but you know there's his his loincloths you can snap them oh this has gotten this is taking yeah. a turn i didn't realize how deep down yeah so you're very you're you're you spent Christmas in fear of being sexually assaulted by a barbarian. Which um, is arguably one of the most terrifying states to be in. So, so yeah, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to raise some money to um, somehow pay a wizard um, mm. who, I, who I also have to find, right? So that's not difficult. I mean, that is difficult. Yeah. Um, to pay a wizard yeah. to plane shift him uh, back to his people because you know I I respect the guy we, we've done a lot of training together he's shown me many many things um, I'm getting better at uh, brick punching oh yes I remember that yeah you know yeah yeah so now I can punch a brick uh, it doesn't move um, mm. but it hurts about 10% less than it did the first time mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure if that is because I've done uh, permanent nerve damage to my hand <laughs> but you know what's 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 ten percent here and there? No, Nothing, I think right? I think all the bricks you can get, put them in a sack, and you can use them to mm. to to beat off no can. Not not to 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 fend off no can. That was a poor choice. Of phrasing. Words, yeah, phrasing is definitely needed there, my friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. So so yeah. So as as I've said, all of these items we're gonna we're gonna sell them. Um, so if you want, you know, uh, a glove where you can hide arrows in it or anything else um a seat that can change dimensions um we th- they're for sale uh look on uh, I mean, someone, ebay someone might uh, ask someone might ask why i've, I've not, seen the logic in my statement there you've not used these items to but those people aren't very yep. much fun and shouldn't be listening so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw the logic hole that i immediately made for myself <laughs> thank I mean, you, for you that, could, with half the stuff we've invented you could take him to pieces easily. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't want to do that. I mean, I like the guy. You know, we're friends. Yeah. Well, if you want to help Ed ward off a barbarian with ill intent in your heart, I mean, forget the Australian bushfires. Donate to our crowdsourcing. That's yeah. Hashtag send no can home. <laughs> this we are on fucking dicey ground, man. With that, let's bring the show to a close. Blimey, yeah. Yeah? Now with sort of racism (laughs) and sex jokes as well. There's not enough explicit tags in the world, is there, on iTunes to cover this show anymore? I don't don't think that is the case. Right, okay, as always, we have been Starter Set. You hopefully are still our listeners. Um, If you enjoyed the show and you've gotten this far, well done. Uh, <laughs> leave us some reviews on whichever podcasting application you're listening to on and we will oh sorry roll well and we will most definitely see you next week goodbye i want you to beat off my sack of bricks mm. <laughs> <laughs>